What's up, people? This is Jacob Deaton, and I'm back again with another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals. And today, I am so privileged to have the wonderful Ivy Robinson from Ivy Robinson Events. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm great. Tell me what's going on. Well, there's not a lot going on, thanks to COVID. <laughs> so here we are. You like my shirt? Day drinking because 2020 sucks. Yeah, That's yeah. Show, show the show the rest of it for everybody. Let's see. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So I I feel like our industry is uh we're all day drinking right now because we have parties. Wait, my coffee in my cup. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you. We'll see at the end of the interview how this goes, but. That's right, yes we will. Mm -hmm. So, cheers. Cheers, <laughs> had, to, had to echo you on that. So tell us uh, where you're located. Uh, okay. Tell us uh, just broad strokes. We'll get into more specific things, but just tell us give some broad stroke stuff about you. Okay, perfect. So I my office is actually located in Charlotte, North Carolina, but right now I, popped out of the water to come do this interview real quick. I'm uh, visiting <laughs> my family and friends. Yay. So, yeah, so we, um, we're based in Charlotte. We travel all over the US. We'll do some destination. And our, our focus is we're more of a boutique event planning company that focuses on like the design aspect of the event. And then we have the planning side of the event. So when you come to us, you get like a full turnkey experience. Um, our, our focus for the company is more of a boutique um, quality over quantity. So you'll see that if you work, if anybody works with us, they get that hands-on experience. So we're really into the design. And if you look at our events, no event looks the same because our theory is no bride is the same. So, <laughs> you know, everything is designed around the couple. And um, so they're all different. So that. I have ADD real bad, so that challenges me to really um, get to know my clients and really get to know their style and design for them. Right. Well, that's uh, that's all those things are true. Every single wedding is 100% individual, and uh, you've you, you got to take that kind of care. So, do you also do like corporate style stuff, or do yep. you only do? Okay, you do do both. Yeah, so uh, we actually, a lot of our social clients also hire us to do their corporate events. So I would say about 80% of our business is social and the rest is corporate, nonprofit. Um, when I say social, I mean birthday parties, weddings, anniversary parties, showers, all that. Most of it's weddings, but then those clients become repeat clients. So yeah, so we, we tap into any and everything that requires event planning. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, cool to, it's cool to meet somebody that does a whole bunch of stuff because that means we can talk about a whole bunch of different things. Oh, we can talk about anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all <Let's> right. <laughs> right, here we are, 2020. Um, okay, so let's take a step back. And now that everybody's got to scope a little bit about what you do, Let's start from the beginning and let's talk about how you got into this business to begin with and what sort of uh, led you to this. Did you fall into it? Was it something that you had a dream of when you were 12? Yeah. Give us the scoop. So it probably started when I had Barbie, Mary Ken, and planned <laughs> parties. But no, to be honest, it's not a job that I was like, oh my God, I want to be a wedding planner when I grow up. 
that wasn't the case at all. Um, it, it just kind of evolved and happened. So coming from a family that loves to entertain and have parties all the time, uh, it was natural, just a natural talent of mine. And mm -hmm. I, my background is actually fashion merchandising and communication. So I was um, interning at CNN in Atlanta. And when I moved back to Raleigh to finish school, there was a sorority sister of mine, her father-in-law hired us to kind of take over this event planning company. And that's how I got into the business. So she taught me all the logistical side of things and I had the creative side of things. And so we, we had this company um, called All Things Covered where we did event planning. So she broke off to go sell real estate and then I went and managed a venue. And so with that, I had a whole nother scope of things doing venue management, catering, um, sales, marketing, it, I did all of it. And from there, brides would come see our space and then they would say, hey, will you help me plan my wedding? And so on the side, I started this little side hustle of planning weddings. And before I knew it, I had all these clients and I was like, all right, well, we'll just, we'll do this and start a wedding planning company. And that was um, in 2002 or three. So been at it for a while, <laughs> 17, 18 years, I get lost track. But the, the whole concept of it is um, when I went out on my own, I did it all the wrong ways. I had no business plan. I walked away from a job that paid insurance salary and I just dove in. I did my own logo, built my own website. Email was just kind of new then. So I did it all and just grinded into it. And here we are still cranking them out. So, um, yeah. Wow. There's like so much to unpack with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and remember as far back as I can, because some of that was just so interesting to me. So, uh, your sorority sister, uh, they had, uh, her father had a, a, a event planning business and he just turned the reins over to you too, just like straight so out of college. It was her father-in-law. He, his wife was really involved in events. So he had this warehouse full of props and linens and everything and said, Hey, y'all make me some money. And so that's how we got into the business. Like I said, it fell in my lap. So she was a event planner for Microsoft and was in Atlanta at the same time I was there. So that's, we popped back to Raleigh and we started doing this company and this business. So this is not something I'm going to be a wedding planner when I grow up. It fell into my lap in a good way. And it was something that I realized I was passionate about and I loved it. And again, like I said, I'm ADD. So I need some, I can't be in a, at a desk. I am always working. I'm always on the go. Um, I have to be mentally challenged <laughs> or you're going to lose me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that is incredible. I mean, like having somebody just hand you a whole warehouse full of stuff. I mean, that's kind of like a gift from the heavens, right? I mean, who starts out with all that stuff just ready to go? Yeah, it was, it was um, definitely fun. So that's how I got into the business. And that's how it, it jump started my company after I left the venue as well. So what I brought to the table is I knew all aspects of event planning by the time mm -hmm. I went out on my own and that's how it started. Wow. So yeah. to your clients, I mean, they're really getting a pretty unique perspective with you because you've literally ran a design company, you know, a design side of an event planning company. You've ran a venue. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about your venue experience. Like, 
So I know you, you said you did everything as far as the marketing and the advertising and booking and the, yeah. probably the walkthroughs and all that kind of stuff. But like, right. uh, what sort of like uh, knowledge did you learn from actually being responsible for a venue week to week that uh, has influenced your, <laughs> yeah, that's influenced your, uh, your yeah, brand. this was a new venue. And so they didn't even have a logo. So I started with the brand and carried it all the way through. So what, what that taught me is with my, my current clients and weddings I've done, we always start with a brand and carry it all the way through. So I'm really big about um, branding your event and making it cohesive. And so that can be from like a pattern or a monogram, anything like that. And so I'm kind of going off the path. This is what, but the <laughs> way my head works is you don't want to send and save the date invitation out that's like, purple and gold and then your whole wedding is like white and blush pink like you have to set that tone in the beginning but and what the what you want to do is like you want to grab the um guest interest and be like oh my yeah. god it's gonna be a kick-ass party i want to go so i'm one that is like don't cheap out on the invitation or that first correspondence because you want to like get that interest up for that party so but anyway that carried going back to the venue part that's where I learned all the sales, the marketing, how to manage um, vendors, how to, we did like a commercial kitchen, the setup, the layouts, like anything that goes logistically into an event, but also the sales and marketing as well. So it was like a, I learned a lot in that time frame. Um, and a lot of that, you know, one of the things that most people go, oh, you know, you've been doing it for, I still learn every day something so it's um I'm always challenging myself too <laughs> I got a little lazy in COVID because it's like we love to work and I know that is 100% <laughs> true that's oh that's that's a great pivot point so um yeah I know right that's a great let's let's mm -hmm. pivot to that since we since we brought that up I mean like um the first two weeks of COVID I was I didn't know what to do with myself, you know, like I felt like I was just had a two week vacation with, <laughs> with no interruptions Yeah, because everything was just, I mean, there was obviously things happening in my world. But I'm sure there's been things that's happening in your world too. People like, Oh my God, what are we going to do about our wedding and all this kind of stuff. But like, like after that, after it settled in that this was going to be a while and we didn't know how long it was going to be. Um, how did you maintain, um, you know, sort of confidence uh, and uh, like a cool, cool collective uh, state with your clients and, and letting them know that you kind of got, got their back, you know? So um, I'm like you, the first, you know, couple of weeks, I was like, oh, okay. I kind of jumped, I don't watch a lot of TV and I jumped on like the Tiger King bandwagon. I was like, okay, we'll watch this. We'll do that. And then all of a sudden I was wow, this sucks. <laughs> There's not a whole lot we can do right now. So um, I was very fortunate that my clients all trust me. And so I'm very chill and laid back. I don't get upset. Nobody called me crying in a tizzy. I was like, all right, here's the situation. This is what it is. We cannot change it. Let's handle it. So we shifted all our events to the fall. And so now we're analyzing do we need to shift them to the spring but I have some that um they're we're going to keep with it and just 
abide by whatever we need to, but things can change from now until October as well. So it's, yeah, it sucks, but it is what it is. We can't change it. Um, and you just have to embrace it and turn something bad into something good because really you're still getting married and you're still celebrating what this, what the foundation of this whole event is for. So, um, right. That's kind of my perspective. And my clients are amazing. They've all been great. Nobody freaked out on me. It was just, and my vendors that I've worked with have been amazing. Like we are like, click, click, let's change it and done. I think the quickest, I think it was the quickest that we changed a whole wedding with all the vendors and everything was like 39 minutes to a new date. I mean, it was amazing. Wow. That's, that's incredible communication. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little communicator. So. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe <laughs> not so much in my personal life, but maybe, yeah, so I, know I, am. I am too much. One guy I used to date, he was like, I wish he would just shut up and not communicate so much. <laughs> hey, that's great. Over that's great. Than under, right? <laughs> well, at least, at least he knew how you felt at all times, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very positive person. Like this is, it's all... It, your mindset like if you think negative it's going to be a negative experience if you think positive it, mm-hmm. a, a bad a negative thing happening but if you turn it into something positive it, it is what it, I mean it's just it's here for a little bit and let's just embrace it and it it really I hate it for our industry because so many people um I mean this is our livelihood and this is what we crave and what we love to do and to have that taken away from us I mean, it's been a little bit challenging. Like I want to work (laughs) and I like to work. Um, So yeah, it's been, it's been a little hard, but it's, you've got to make the best of it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what do you do? I mean, there's literally nothing you can do. And that's the thing that really sort of uh, in the beginning sort of kept me up at night, but now it's like, it actually is my relief in Mm -hmm. that, like, you know, I, you and many other people in this industry were doing exactly what they should have been doing. They were working, they were, they were growing, they were building their company. They were doing all these kinds of things. And when something like this comes along, um, it's completely unrelated to anything that you did. You didn't cause it. You, there was, there was no misstep. You didn't overspend on your advertising and now you're broke or, you know, whatever your dreams or whatever the dream scenario is that you fail from, this is not one that's in it. Yeah. So, in the beginning, uh, for me, and I think for a lot of people like yourself, it was very, um, it was very like oppressive in the beginning because you're like, I can't do what I'm supposed to be doing. But now you're just like, well, what was I supposed to do? Yeah. Like, yeah, just keep plugging along. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we day drink now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. I'm, I'm probably yeah. gonna probably gonna join you right after this whole uh, right do. after this whole experience. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to, yeah. (laughs) What are you going to do? Right. That's, that's kind of where we're at. Entertainers. We like to party. We like to throw events for our clients. So. Right. That's what we do. That's what we do. (laughs) What we do. Um, man. Well, um, so, um, you know, let's back up a little bit just to, so people can gain context, maybe a little bit about your business as far as what, um, packages you offer, Maybe give us a broad stroke sort of thing um, over maybe the wedding and the corporate side. 
Um, just tell us a little bit about the things you offer potential clients. Yeah. So what we, what we do is we are full service turnkey. And that starts, like I said earlier, from the branding to the planning to the design all the way through. So our price structure varies um, because every event's different. So it varies on location. Are we in a tent? Are we in a ballroom? How many people? How much staff do I need to bring? Um, the, the complexity of the event. So when I say we're full service turnkey, it's down to like everything. We're, I, I can't even give you an example. Like we're, we're on call all the time. So that goes back to the, um, what I was saying, like the way our business is structured is like very boutique, hands-on. We want our clients to have like just an amazing experience and they walk away and go, wow, that was just so much fun. Because one of the things I always tell my clients is all these magazines or used to be magazines, I don't know if they're, <laughs> everybody's kind of falling apart. Um, they always say, oh my gosh, plan a wedding is the most stressful day of your life. And you should da, 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 da. And it's really not, it's only stressful if you make it stressful. So my clients, fortunately, they trust us. They know, we know what we're doing. Um, I don't want any of my clients to ever be stressed. And if they are, it's because they're putting it on themselves or they have an outside <laughs> influence going on. Normally it's like family and friends, but um, anyway, that's kind of the structure, full service design planning. Again, anything from birthday parties to weddings, to corporate events, to foundation events is what we tackle. So you just do full service. You don't do any of the, the smaller breakdown things like, uh, you know, month of, a partial. No, no. Stuff. No. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why, because I learned. Tell me why. I think everybody needs to know. Yes. I learned personally, this is my business. So a lot of people like the month of, day of. I'll never forget when I first started my business, I had, um, I had done like a partial planning and it was like 250 people sit down dinner. So the night before the wedding, I was handed a scribbled up piece of paper and the whole seating chart had changed for the wedding. So I was like, okay, we'll make the adjustments, like handwritten, everything changed. And so mind you, all the name cards, everything had already been printed with the table numbers. So I had to change all that, stayed up all night, changed it all. Well, the bride and groom forgot a couple people that were coming. <laughs> I had this man cuss me out and said, you messed up. You didn't have my name down, blah, blah, blah. What's the name of your company? I'll make sure nobody ever uses you. Da, da. So I can't sit there and say, well, the bride and groom did it and throw them under the bus. I just said, no, we just weren't given your name. I'm sorry. But from that moment on, I was like, my hands are going to be on everything because I'm real big about reputation and 90, I would say 98% of my business is word of mouth. And it takes one to go yes. blast that. And I was like, hell no, I'm not doing it. So I don't touch it. Mm -mm. And you end up when you, for me, when I've done it in the past, um, what happens is you end up having, so we do these events all the time. We know what we're doing. You have a bride or a client that has never planned a wedding in their life. So they start off planning. And then when we take over, we're fixing everything that's wrong. Everything. Everything. So you lose money because you're really starting from the beginning and redoing everything that 
a one-time person that's never planned an event did. Now, mind you, they have great ideas. They have all this, but when it comes down to logistics and like right. generators and tents and catering and ordering stuff, they have no idea. And so they think they do because they read it online, but <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> that's not the case. So I won't touch it. That's just me personally. A lot of people are really good at it and it's in their business model. It is not in mine. Right. Yeah, I honestly, I have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, I mean, there's so much that goes into this, and so many people don't know exactly what really goes into this to make it successful and to make it smooth. It's a lot of work. It is, and that goes back to one of the it's the biggest misconception of this business and this industry. Oh, never forget. This girl came up to me at a wedding. She was like, oh my God, I want to be a wedding planner. You get to go to parties every weekend and drink and dance to great bands and great music. Okay, uh, sister, uh, I spent 18 hour days. My feet hurt. I've been here since Wednesday setting this up. So you can have fun. But the biggest misconception is it's easy. It's not. Um, a lot of people now with social media, because when I started, I mean, email was a new thing. Websites were just now starting. So now with social media, it's easy to copy. It's easy to say, oh, I did this. I did that. They can look it up online and claim it. But my biggest thing that I tell people is that it's not easy. It's a lot of work. You, you cannot be someone that can't handle stress at all. Like you have to be able to handle stress. And if you can't, you crumble. Like people think that, oh, I'll just pull up a timeline offline. I can copy some pictures from Instagram and say I'm a wedding planner. And that's a true failure because the thing is, you have people spending a lot of money on these weddings and you can't screw it up. So when you have someone that thinks it's fun or they can copy something online and uh, you can't, it's not like you can hit pause and rewind and do over. You can't. So I love this. Let's get, this is great. This is a, this is awesome. You brought up something that's really, really interesting. And I feel like a lot of that is happening mm -hmm. in, in, in the business these days where people are, you know, decide they want to be, and they're projecting that image and it, and they're really good at projecting that image. Yeah. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, can you handle it? Mm -hmm. Can you really bring it home? Can you overcome all of the, uh, all of these things and make sure that your bride and groom, you know, barely even know if know about the issues that are happening and they think everything went perfect, right. you know, because I'm sure that's like the, the ultimate goal is to like handle everything and not make them worry. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, so, so what, what questions, um, whenever you're dealing with a, a new client that comes to you and they're interested in potentially working with you, um, and you can tell they're really green because most of them are yeah. and that you're trying to, what questions would you tell them to ask a potential, um, wedding planner that they're thinking about hiring that, um, would sort of cut through the noise and make them realize whether they're talking to somebody that is just putting things up on Instagram or, right. you know, actually really able to deliver the goods. Yeah, no, that's a great thing. So one of the things I always tell if, if they're interviewing other planners, I think it's important that you get along, that the, that the personalities match, um, because this is someone you're going to spend a lot of time with. 
And so if you don't click with your wedding plan, I mean, there are people I've met with before and I'm like, uh, you're better off with this planner. Like that's more your style. That's more your speed. And I'm honest because as much as we like the business, I don't want my next year to be hell with someone that I don't click with or get along with because it's, it ends up being a partnership with mm -hmm. your client. I mean, this is like, you're dealing with the most intimate day of their life. You're dealing with family dynamics. You're dealing with all the drama that goes into that. If there is, and there always is, I don't care what anybody says. And so you have all that going on. And so I always say, how long have they been doing it? Um, have they done a wedding to this scale before? Have you asked for references? Um, what, just my biggest thing is, do you get along with them first? And then you can kind of knock out, you can tell just by talking to somebody if they know what they're doing or not. I mean, that's most right. people can. And so I just had, I recently had an experience where a photographer um, was in over her head with an event and it was somebody that the client had hired, not me. And so it was stressing my bride out. So I had to kind of like step up and say, stop. For a minute, you know, so you got to make sure that that person's comfortable. Let's say if you're having 500 people, are your vendors used to doing events of that scale? Mm. This is important. A lot. It is important. A lot can't handle that, and they think they can. Um, any, a lot of people go, oh, "I can do, it, I can do it," and then when it comes down to it, they can't. And so right. that ends up again going back to. You can't redo the wedding unless they're doing a second marriage to somebody else. <laughs> That's going to be a couple years later. So there's no redo on a wedding day. That's true. So what do you do in those kind of situations where you're, you have the photographer, for example, um, that like is that sold their bill of goods and they're there and they're obviously not up to perform. I mean, every, the buck stops with you, mm -hmm. you know, so like who, uh, how do you, um, uh, how do you take that next step and, uh, and sort of like help them along? I mean, how do you, how do you do that? So the first thing I did was calm my bride down and then second, pull the photographer aside and have a conversation. This is how this is going to go from, and I'm not, I'm a huge team player. I'm not one that's like, I'm in charge. Listen to me. I'm all about teamwork. But if there's somebody that's not playing team, then we, we pull them aside. Right. We call, it, we call it, you get tank tank because I'm from Pasquotank County, which is Eastern North Carolina. You don't want to get <laughs> tank. <laughs> no, I am tank tank, T-A-N-K, T-A-N-K, because we're from Pasquotank County, which is Eastern uh, North Carolina. We got a little bit of that salt air in us, that little cray cray. You don't want to get right. tank tank because that means right. like, that means you about to get it. <laughs> don't step to the tank tank. Don't step to the tank tank because it's not going to be pretty. Mm -mm. It'll, be, it'll be like getting cussed out with a smile on your face. <laughs> How do you do that? That's such a talent, you know, like just a. It's great. Blah, 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 it's, yeah. called, it's called boutique face and it's like, get your shit together and <laughs> together and we're going to make this work because ultimately this is our client. <laughs> right. We're here to make them happy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> did I something? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So, um, so it seems like, uh, like you were saying, it seems like that um, a lot of your people have 
you know, um, you know, move their date uh, to the fall and, you know, and, and how do you feel? Uh, I got a two prong question for you. How yeah. do you feel about consumer confidence for um, buying um, for in the future? Yeah. Um, and then how's that, how's that looking for you as far as like just the intake and, and the usual uh, things are people still inquiring? Um, but then the second one is, um, have you uh, branched into technology? Since you've seen this whole arc of technology here, um, has anybody asked you about like, um, you know, virtual weddings and uh, stuff of that sort of nature? And do you do that? Yeah. So going back to question number one, so the consumer, one of the things, I mean, I thought we would be fine in the fall. I have some people still moving forward with it. It's what we're doing now is obviously nobody knew this was going to happen. And you have to look at a, a perspective from the vendor and the client. So I have not charged to reschedule anything. I have people on their third date right now and we don't charge because they can't help that it happened. I can't help that it happened. And it's quick for us to move our vendors over. So it's a little more time, but I, I just think that's the, it's the ethical thing to do. Um, yes. So when you start going to your fourth change, no, we're starting over at that point. So I feel like people are, I'm starting to book spring, summer, fall of 2021. Mm -hmm. And people are confident in doing that right now. So, but we're obviously doing clauses for COVID that we've never had to do before. Nobody knew what COVID was back in, you know, February. But so that's one of the things we're doing. So I'm finding that people are still excited to get married. They're moving forward with things. Um, what was your other question? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the, the first half was our oh, technology. technology. Yeah, yeah, the technology, virtual okay. weddings. Yes. Yeah. So I have not done a virtual wedding yet. Um, I do have some coming up that they do want to do like a Zoom. So the people that can't come can watch. And that's fine. I mean, it's no big deal. You just right. set it up and do it. So I know <laughs> that there are some people that are... Um, they're recording and then sending it as well mm -hmm. out like a link or something afterwards. So there's, yeah, I haven't had to do it yet. Right. Because everything's been canceled. So <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me wonder, I mean, the future, you know, we're, we're all creative people. We're all in the, with this wedding industry. Right. So like, it just makes me wonder what the future of that might look like. You know, is that something that's going to maybe stick around, mm -hmm. you know, are, are people going to start, offering, you know, the, you know, are we going to start as an industry have to adapt to like virtual weddings or yeah. is that going to be something that's just literally a phase, you know? Um, I, I think it's going to stick around in the sense of when weddings get back to normal. I think this is going to be a new option that, that people are going to look at for those that can't travel um, let's say you have somebody living in Singapore and can't make it to your wedding. I feel like that they're going to start, uh, you know, offering this. So more so not because of COVID, but for those that can't make the weekend or can't mm -hmm. travel because they have something else going on. So I actually think this is going to be a new service offered to weddings moving forward, regardless right. of restriction of COVID or not. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me like a, a, a wonderful way to um, sort of bridge that gap and also mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe even for the bride and groom, uh, 
limit the number of people that they invite, but still have them a part of the actual day because right. they still want them to watch them get married. They still want to be a part of the whatever, you know? Yeah. So, um, so to me, it, it seems like it's a, uh, it's, it's kind of here to stay in some form, you know? I agree. I, I definitely think it, it is. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I feel like things are going to start back 2021 or 2021. I think things will be back to like full normal 2022. Mm. Yeah. 2022 is a long way away. Yeah. I'm like, ah, um, but yeah, that, that's just, it's a long ways away, but look at just the way things are shifting now. So I think I'm going to just move to an island and weave baskets until then. <laughs> Tell me what island I'm coming. Yeah. I'm going to have to figure that out, which one I can get on right. <laughs> in my exactly. passport. Who's letting right. Americans in? <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Seems like a, seems like a tough subject these days. Yeah. It's like, hmm, where can I go? Right. I, um, I, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know how the venues are handling. I mean, how are venues handling yeah. it from you and your perspective? I mean, they're having to like, are they, are they moving people to maybe double up weddings in the same day kind of thing? How are they handling I haven't, I haven't heard of that yet. I feel really bad for the venues that have to abide by the state laws. I mean, obviously private property is different. But the venues that right now, you know, the ones that I have in the fall, they're like, we can only have 25 people. I'm like, I'm sorry, a wedding of 200 people, we're not knocking it down to 25. We'll just change the date or we'll go to private property or do something and do our social distancing that way. Um, but yeah, it's hard. I feel really bad for them because, you know, this is just neat. You have people protesting in the streets, thousands of people. You can go to a restaurant at 50%, but you can't have a wedding more than 25 people. What's the difference? You know, our state just went under no alcohol sales after 11 p.m. Okay, so you can't get COVID before 11 p.m. Like, it's all <laughs> I mean, it's just BS. And I just, don't get me started, but I'm going there. It's, it's, uh, just, <laughs> it's like our industry is being screwed <laughs> out of this because and it's just the hospitality and it's just not cool. It, you know, so yeah. Right. There's, there's a lot of bills that are, you know, or a lot of things that are being worked on this week, um, which this podcast will come out later, but mm -hmm. like, I know, um, the, uh, uh, you know, PUA is being examined this week. Yeah. Um, also, uh, and we don't know what that's going to end up looking like, um, if at all. Yeah. Um, for gig workers and stuff that are 1099 employees. But then uh, also there's a bill that hit the floor for uh, music cares um, or, or it's actually, it's not music cares. It's uh, save our stages. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and that's actually meant for uh, small music venues, not like major ones that are owned right. by say live nation or AEG. Right. So there's, there's some things happening in the creative world, but they're not all encompassing. And I mean, like, for example, that particular bill is, slated for they're asking for like 12 billion dollars mm -hmm. you know and that's none of that's going to go to the hospitality industry or the you know the the people who plan weddings and the you know and but they but they're supposed to be considering ppp and you know you know like some businesses are taking on that or as small sba loans as well yeah. which you know i hear are around three percent so there's some options out there but who really wants to 
it's like really hard for someone to go into debt when they didn't do anything wrong. I agree a hundred percent. Like it's, it, you know, none of us did anything wrong. And, and I understand that it's just difficult for everybody to, you know, everybody's trying to do the right thing, but they're also being very political about it as well because they're scared to do the right and wrong thing. But it's, you know, our industry, the hospitality industry is like, we are what I think drives happiness. People like to go out to dinner. They like to have drinks. They like to go to parties. They like to hear a lot of music. So I think really what you're going to see more of is people drinking more. They're depressed. They can't do anything because it's all being taken away from us. And I just, yeah, it's, it's really sad, but our industry is what really kind of drives society and happiness. And now everybody's going to be like depressed and sad. As, yeah. As much as so much, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything. Yeah. I mean, you can't even go to a gym. You, yeah, you can't. And I'm, I'm a huge lifter. I love to lift. Uh -huh. It's like, it's one of those things for me that like, it gets out all the, the demons, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? I just go yeah. in and lift a lot of weights go home and I don't punch anybody all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but like, but it's true. I mean, we are social creatures. That's, yeah. that's what we are. Even people who are introverts are so social, social creatures yeah. and they need a certain amount of um, social interaction with people yes. um, to actually, um, you know, to function as a human. And, um, you know, I, many people have lost friends. I've lost friends from suicide from this. Yeah. Um, because they are, they were extremely social people and it was in the height of all this and they just couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um, so I, I want, I, I also wonder too, what the future of all this will hold uh, for right. us. And I just wonder what that might look like long-term, you know? Yeah. No, the I, effect. yeah. It, and it's almost like, it, or will we ever be back to normal and what was the normal? Because it's just, it's a cluster, but anyway, <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Only time will tell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's gonna be a new normal. Uh -huh. I, think, no, I think normal of the past is gone. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's gonna be a new normal, and uh, I can't tell you what that new normal is gonna be. But I, I can say that it feels like to me that there's going to be a new normal. There's gonna be a new yeah. protocol. There's yeah. gonna be a new way of doing business. And uh, for those that are doubling and tripling down on who they are and and what they're all about right now internally with their business and doing things that um you know reach people and um and also still providing the service that they need to provide to the people that they already have on their books mm -hmm. i think the people that are really investing in their business right now are going to see um um they're they are going to see that increase when this is all over with right. because they've done the work now mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that could, that could be a variety of things for a variety of different businesses, you know? Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I think positive and think we'll all be back at some point, but it's just, who would have thought that this is where we'd be in 2020. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's talk about some lighter things. Let's, let's talk about some things that, uh, that make everybody happy, uh, particularly people that maybe you work with, such as... Give us a shout out of some of your favorite vendors to work with. Oh, we'll see. I'm not going to do that because then that's oh, favorite. That's his favorites. And then I'm going to get blown up with texts. You didn't say me. You didn't say <laughs> I'm not a favorite. Why didn't you do that? So um, I'm not going to name names. I'm oh. politically correct here. 
Look, I'm not trying to get hate text. I'm just sending <laughs> <your number. laughs> That's okay. okay. All right, okay, okay. So I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, everybody that I work with on any event is, is a friend, typically a friend and a vendor. And we, it goes back to like, we're all, it's all teamwork. And I always believe in a successful event is the team that's put together to make it happen. And so if you have a great team, you will have a great event. Um, so the moral story is if people want to know who you like, they're going to have to hire you. That's right. And I, have to tell you, I mean, there's also um, what, what I do is I don't just book the same people for every event. I actually match who I think is a good fit with the client's budget, their style, their personality. So it's not the same people in every event because there are a lot of personalities, let's say with photographers that will not match with a very shy person. Um, so that I match on who best fits the client and what they're looking for. So it's not the same people all the time. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So if they want that good, good, they got to come, they got to come to you first. Right. They got to, they, they got to come and get to know you and, and sign on the line, which is dotted. That's right. And then we'll go for it. <laughs> and then we'll go for it. All right. Let's well, let's make talk, it happen. well, let's, uh, aside from knowing that you like to day drink, let's, uh, let's get to know you with a series of questions that I've got, uh, I've got oh. written up here. So, uh, I'm going to ask you a question and you just give me the answer that you, uh, feel uh, best suits you, all right? Scared. Are you scared? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why I wait to the end of this, right? Because yeah. I don't know what's I don't know what's in your glass. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, okay. So here we go. I promise they won't hurt. Beach or mountains? Oh, grew up on the beach. Definitely beach. Beach, because you grew up on it. That's cool. Do you have? Do you sport at all? Sport. What do you mean? Do I do are you a, are you a sports person? Oh yeah, football saints all the way. Football saints. So wait, where did you grow up exactly? I grew up on the eastern part of North Carolina, but I am in New Orleans a lot because all my friends are there and my college roommates. So I've been going for over twenty years, and they have made me a Saints fan, and I am there mm. all the time. I'm a Falcons fan. Right oh God. Yeah, I know. That's my first strike, I guess. I'm <laughs> a Falcons fan, so I have a great shirt I need to send you. It's like a, a Saints, like, choking Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they don't have, really have to choke. We choke on our own. We don't yeah, need any right. help. You know? But that we dome, y'all have a nice dome. I went to the Saints-Falcons game there. It was fun. Yeah, we, we, we make nice things. Uh, yeah. We make things look really pretty and aesthetic. I mean, the black, the red, the white, it uh -huh. all looks really good together. Good. It's just that we can't win anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, so that, that's where we are. Uh, and also, I happen to be a huge fan of Drew Brees because I think he's one of the best quarterbacks ever. Yeah. Um, he's a, he, and he's a really cool dude, I think. Um, you know. I have to – I will have to say I'm a Panthers fan second to support because I know – lot of friends and people that are involved in that organization and it is where I live so Saints first Panthers second that's where I land fair enough fair yeah. enough my, I just my, like my, football games yeah my second favorite is um the uh, Indianapolis Colts because I grew up in Indiana and um okay. and I split actually split my childhood between Indiana and, and Georgia so oh, cool. so yeah. I I grew up 
watching the um, Indianapolis Colts and the uh, Atlanta Falcons because of where my parents lived. So um, all, all my sports team loves are kind of between those two states. Um, with the exception of the Reds, I, the Reds were the closest baseball team. Okay. Me, yeah. So. Um, all right. Uh, favorite food. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, have you seen this back here that shows I eat everything oh. <laughs> workout because I eat everything. Um, so I, oh, I really like everything. There's, I can tell you what I don't like. I don't like chicken pate and I don't like seaweed salad, but if anything else, I will eat it. So you're like Mikey then. Yeah, I I I love so again it kind of goes back to our hospitality industry. I love great foods, great wines. I love the experience of dining out. I love the mm. chef experience. I always like to look at menus like I'm a big menu whore. I'll look at menus all the time. Uh, <laughs> so, so I I love the experience of food and dining experiences. So We're, okay. Um that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm the same way. I, I think most people, when they put food in front of me, are like, I hope you like this. It's like, no, it's, there's, it's like a 99.9% .9 chance I'm going to eat all of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm foodie. Like I love, I just like everything from a food truck to a Michelin restaurant. So it's, you can take me anywhere and I'm good. Noted. Next time I come to Charlotte. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll have to say what you say. Cause. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, um, coffee or tea? Coffee, hundred percent cold brew. I like it strong iced. Yes. Strong and iced. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Nope. How about, uh, the last book you read? I don't read books really. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. It takes me a while. I always fall asleep reading books. So I just, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you the last book I think I read. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. Well, I mean, being a wedding planner, let's face it, you're pretty busy all the time, right? So yeah. there's, your, there's, your, there's, your, there's your out. <laughs> right. there's a, I'm so busy, I don't have time to read. I don't have time to read a book, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, do you have uh, a favorite band? Oh, so again, I'm kind of all over the board here. I like all music but country. All but country. All but country. I'm not country is no nothing against country musicians, um, but it just it depresses me. I like Even old school country, like growing up like Garth Brooks, like that old school stuff. Okay. Like when we were in junior high, high school, but just country, I can't do it. But you can find me. Like Little Wayne, hip hop, you can Bishop Briggs. Like I'm a whole span of everything, but no country. Okay, just the but just the old. Because I, I was gonna say like basically from like Clint Black and like yeah. Garth Brooks backwards, I can get down with. Yeah. Like something happened when Shania Twain started singing. Like uh, what was that song that she had that was like the big famous one? But like the, she made it like rock and roll almost. Oh. She was like the forefather or the foremother of this whole entire like bro country movement, which yeah. I cannot get behind. Yeah, I can't. I'm um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for those who are. <laughs> not me. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, do you have any hidden talents that we need to know about or just talents in general that no one would know? Hmm. 
or at least the listeners of this podcast would know? <laughs> uh, so, what, well, hmm, hidden talents. So I don't drink beer, but when I was in college, I won the Corona chugging beer contest. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's that why we do my, this podcast. Yes. Right here. Right here. That I was pulled up it. on stage, blindfolded, and put Corona in a baby bottle, and I had to chug it, and I won, and I don't drink beer. That's impressive. That is impressive. So I don't know if I still have that talent. Um, there's one of the things that I have to give a shout out to my Lauren Maccabee. She teaches Shakti yoga, so it's kind of like a twerking booty yoga. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that's a thing these days, the twerk and booty side oh, yeah. of yoga. Mm -hmm. So I can dance. I grew up dancing. So I can twerk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a skill. That's a real life skill. I could be better uh, at it, but it's definitely, yeah, I have, I can dance. You can dance. You can do I it. Can, I can do it. All I right. Dance since I was three. My mom had me in the costumes dancing all life. Right. Well, you know, I mean. Again, 21st century skill here yeah. uh, for, for life. Um, so I don't know where it was previous to like 1990 or something, yeah. but uh, we're glad it's here. Yeah. Um, that's right. All right. One serious, one serious last question for you. What's the best piece of advice anyone has ever given you? And I know there's lots of pieces, but give me one of them. How about I spin this and give you my best piece of advice to give people? Ooh, I like it. Give it to me. Um, I, one of my, I'm so about people being authentic. I think people should be authentic. I think they should be grateful. I think they should love themselves. One of the things I see so much of is, in, just not in this industry, but ever people trying to be someone that they're not. And so if you're not authentic and you're not true to yourself, who are you? And I feel like that that will bleed into your relationships and your business because people can pick up on that. So my biggest advice, again, be authentic, be grateful, love yourself, um, appreciate what you have in life and just live your life. Like I'm a huge live each day, live your life. Um, one of my friends texted me the other day. He was like, this is you. You just go take the day as it is. And, and I do, I mean, everybody's like, you're always here, you're always there. I'm like, because that's what I make it. Like I am making my life that way. So, um, very, I'm positive. I always try to think very positive. I'm not saying I'm like Pollyanna all the time. Yeah. I have bad days and I get sad, but then sure. I, can, I get that shit out real quick and move on. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of my take on life and advice. I love it. And I'm sure, I'm sure everyone has loved listening to you speak about your business and getting to know you through this podcast today. Ivy, thank you so much for thank being here you. And, and being a part of it. It's been an absolute joy. Well, come take me to dinner. All right. You got it's it. I'm coming. As soon as, as soon as they like let people come up to Charlotte and sit down in, in mass, I'm down. Hey, I gotta, I have some secret ways we can get in. <laughs> All right. Oh, you got some back doors. All right. I got some back doors. <laughs>
All right. Well, uh, this has been another episode of uh, Southern Wedding Professionals. Thanks so much for being here, Ivy. And we yeah. were, we're going to have you back soon. Oh, please do. I loved it. Thank you. You're, you're, you're too fun not to have back. <laughs> and uh, we'll see all of you next time. Take care. Thank you.